Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Welcome to the Bing Bong Show, where we just say <laughs> Bing Bong for 30 minutes. Bing Bong. What's that from? Oh, I know. That is from that movie Inside Out, that Disney one, where yeah, people are in their heads. In, and there's I was a stretching character. Like a cat. <laughs> you are stretching like a cat. We are never getting a cat. That was what you woke me up with this yeah, morning. Yeah, I was like, we're not getting a cat. What if I said I really wanted a cat? P.S. Hello, this is suggestible. I'm Claire. We're both He's kind James. of allergic, like a little bit allergic to cats. Yeah. In- I don't have a problem with cats. Hey, I am physically allergic and also mentally allergic. Oh, my goodness. I hate cats. I'm putting you it out there. You hate cats. Yeah, I do. See, I don't like cats, but I don't hate cats. They make me sneeze and they don't really love you. You don't know that. No, they don't. Some people say that of children. If they were bigger, they would eat you. That was what I said to you once. No, that's what I think. That I, said. I am not. Well, who knows? We've been together so long. What's mine is yours, and what's yours is mine. Yeah, but I do believe. What's that. mine is mine, and what it. I yours think is some mine. cats would definitely kill you if they were big enough, even if they knew you. Yeah, they're always sizing you up. Yeah, and swishing their tail. There is unhappy cats. You can't make them happy. I'm gonna get a lot of cat. <laughs> cat feedback. That is actually a thing as well. My friend who is a single is on Tinder. And she said that she took, she had a friend, she took a photo of herself with her cat and put it on Tinder thinking that maybe that would make people less interested in her and it made people more interested in her. Really? People are really into cats, mate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess they're a pretty popular pet. I mean, they're no <laughs> dogs. No, but there's some weird sexy thing going on with cats. Too. I don't think that's true. Yes, there is. Like so furries, mate. There's a sexy thing a diff- going on a, about everything. That's a whole other subset. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. It's your turn. Uh, yeah, so we suggest things. Cat we, boy. We do two each. No, I'm not Would that. you be interested in dressing up as a cat? For what purpose? Just to spice to commit things a, up? To, no. To commit a robbery? <laughs> yes. I'd com- to commit a robbery? Oh, yeah, because they'd, they'd be looking for a, like a real unbalanced lunatic. <laughs> And I feel like nobody would ever think that I was I put on a cat suit yeah, and robbed the bank. Yeah, because that is your entire life strategy. Grey man it. That's right. Just grey man it. Yeah. yeah. Be middle of the road. Don't let anybody see you. Or Unremarkable. Speak to you. Yeah, it's good. Except that you put your voice out on the tubes. I do. I do, unfortunately. Anyway, my first recommendation is for Mike Babiglia's new stand-up special. Uh, you might have seen some of his specials before. I've seen all of them. Uh, there's Thank God for Jokes. My girlfriend's boyfriend I particularly like where he talks about like the road for him to him getting married and how he never wanted to get married. And this new one, which is called The New One, uh, it's the story of him and him and his wife deciding whether or not to have a baby and kind of the outcome of this situation. Yeah, like, and, mm. and like he didn't want to get married and then he got yes. married and then he didn't want to have a kid and now he has a kid. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. So it's kind of what, what he's really good at doing is crafting a story into, I guess it's kind of like, a, it's a narrative with like flashbacks and, and flash forwards. And, and just and things. like life observation. Yeah, it's you know, really interesting. He's, he's got a really kind of. Well, I, I really kind of gel with his sense of humor and vibe. I kind of, I, I really like it as, I really like him as a, as like a human being. And he also tells you like some terrible things about himself, which, you know, kind of makes the whole thing more interesting. But what's interesting about this one, I guess, compared to the other ones, uh, because if I feel like my life is kind of where I think I'm a, maybe five years younger than him, but uh, we've 
we're kind of on a similar trajectory. So by the time like to a Netflix comedy special, no, I'm just saying this guy. Like we're we're hitting the same <laughs> points in our lives. Do you really at similar think times. that people would want to watch you on a Netflix? No, comedy I'm saying special. our life. Po- we're the same age, is what I'm saying. We're what doing the same things. What would you talk things. about on your Netflix comedy special? I'd talk about how much my wife makes me do a podcast <laughs> I hate. <laughs> no. Oh, it's not funny anymore, is you it? You enjoy it. <laughs> and actually, to be fair, I'd watch you in a Netflix comedy special. Would you? A lot of people would. Yeah. Well, look. We okay. Fine. I'll just. I'll just get one then. Even right. Well, I've you're never on the done... same trajectory yeah. as famous comedian Mike Babiglia. Apparently, so... <laughs> you completely misconstrued what I said. That we're not even in the same ballpark, <laughs> creatively. Like, our, he's he's obviously way better and way successful as, as me than me. Anyway, so it's. So this special though, it covers like the lies that people tell you about when they're having a kid. And I try to be truthful to people when someone's like, what's it like having a baby? I'm not like, oh, the joy will enter your life and you've, you've never known love and you'll never, you'll never know what to do with yourself ever again. It'll be your most fulfilled you'll ever be. I mean, and maybe that's true of some people, but people fucking flat out lie to you when you have have a kid and they try to trick you into having. This is why your very close friend has not had a kid. I, I, I really yes. think that you've drunk beers with him and set him on No, I'm just like, listen, it's dad. not easy and your life completely changes. And it's something that I wanted to do and still want to do, but it's this decision that I made. Like I'm going into it being a teacher. I knew it was going to be hard. You don't know in what ways and to what extent, but I knew I wasn't just going to sleepwalk through it and so it's really and so that's how I that's how I frame it to people yeah essentially yeah yeah, me too I'm really honest about it as Mm. well because I think it helps I think all this lying about how wonderful it is and it's just a miracle and it'll be the pinnacle of your whole life Mm. sets people up yes stuff like postnatal depression yeah exactly because it's really difficult and it's it is still I stand by one of the most incredible achievements. Yes, yes, of my yes. Life. We've all heard no, the cliche. No, no, it is, and the and there are just these moments of like crazy laughing, joy, amazing, and yeah. you feel so proud of them, and it is the best. However, it also is the fucking worst thing. Yeah, and it is so hard, and yes. I think people need to know that too. Yeah. So if you're finding it hard, don't worry. We are too. If you're finding it hard, you're just not doing it right. You're going to try harder. <laughs> no, no yeah. it is really hard. And look, I mean, people do th- do parenting differently too. And yeah, different absolutely. kids are different. And, and Some babies are just easier And we've than had others. like, we had a fairly difficult baby yeah, for reasons true. we won't get into, but we were lucky enough to have both of us working from home. So that's yeah. kind of made a huge difference for us. It has. So we were kind of not, well, there's certain things that I can't do, obviously, that, that you can, but, um, but yeah, that, that, I think alleviated some things for both of us, I think, being it, able to do that. Yeah, yeah, it really – it was wonderful having it's Some people don't have that, so, yeah. No, and I mm. think it was wonderful for you to and your relationship oh, yeah. with our little person as mm. well. It's been awesome. But, yeah, I really liked his take on it. I thought it was yeah. really funny. I did fall asleep you did towards fall, Well, that's, good, that's because you watched something after 7.30. You made that classic <laughs> Claire mistake. <laughs> Yeah, but be better. Be more interesting, Mike Babiglia. Yeah, you should, Mike. But uh, yeah, it's more like it's also about like the lies that you tell yourself, like when you're having a kid. It, how they talk about how trouble conceiving, the the lack of sleep. Uh, look, it's it's probably a little too close to home for me to like fully enjoy and to be like, this is hilarious. It's like maybe I'll enjoy this more in like ten years time. But he's very funny, and there's like a moment that you missed during. There's like a big moment during the the special, which I won't which I won't spoil here, which is which is quite entertaining and as this like this 
this bit of a freak out. But look, it's 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 well worth watching, and everybody's got Netflix. 150 million people around the world, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's which is the population worth it. of the Earth. So yeah, do you know what the other show? I mean, I, this is a comedy special, obviously, and I love a comedy special. But if we're talking about stuff to do with parenting, mm. the other comedy show, The Letdown, which is on the ABC, but I'm yeah. sure you could get it on YouTube and iTunes. If you are a new parent, don't watch it. It's way too close to home. Yeah, it's but like if you it's are- like being a, it's like watching TV. <laughs> just like you put your you put your kid down to sleep and then you're watching it. it's not like getting a break no it's terrible and i've had friends who've watched it and just had to turn it off and yeah i don't stop watching i'm like I watch yeah this. it's too yeah. but it does get better and i think if you're a little bit more distanced from it it's a really great look at parenting um and particularly the whole baby stage it's really funny too it's great yeah that's the letdown all uh, right yeah anyway uh see it watch it if yeah you is it what is your favorite of the mike Mobilia? i like my girlfriend's boyfriend yeah, uh, I love that too. They're all good, so you can't really go wrong. Yeah. yeah. He's directed some movies. Yeah. Yeah, he's really mm. cool. I feel bad now that I said that you shouldn't do a Netflix comedy special. You would be great. I, 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 <laughs> it's never been a desire of mine to do stand-up. I hate being on stage. Know, I'm not insulted really that do. you think I couldn't get a multi-million dollar Netflix comedy deal <laughs> despite having never done stand-up comedy. Well, I thought I think that I'm maybe okay you thought it. you could. No. I I do not think that. Don't let your dreams be dreams. I'm not that funny. Yeah. I think you're funny. Thanks. Look it. <laughs> Got him. Well, maybe I can just stand on stage <laughs> and people are gonna laugh at a funny look at I am. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, Great. I'll be in the front row. All right. What's your crap recipe this week? Hey, no, no recipe. I want to talk about a show, The Crown, The Crown, The Crown. You haven't seen it, so don't give that. I have zero fucking tolerance for the royal family. You know how Mason feels about The Lion King? Yes. And the hierarchy. <laughs> oh That's how I feel about the royal all right. family. Both have equal I'm not saying they're weight, all evil human beings, but I'm saying that idea of a monarchy and you're in charge just because your fucking dad was in charge. It's absolutely asinine. The system is broken. <laughs> yes. And I know they don't have any real power, but quite frankly, if they all got tipped into a volcano, <laughs> my day would not change. Anyway, what were you going to say? However, it makes for great TV viewing. I'd definitely watch them getting tipped into a volcano, actually. That would make great viewing. It is quite strange because you do end up feeling weirdly sorry for them because, like – it is. It, it's. A, it's a great show. So it's an historical yeah, drama. It is, yeah. It's on Netflix. Um, it's actually like touted as one of the most expensive shows yes. of all time for and television. And people say, like, how was that possible? But it's because it's. It's a they're, period piece. You yeah, have, they're have recreating Buckingham Palace. Yeah. So. There are estimates say that the first two seasons cost a whopping $130 million to shoot. Great. I hope the um, Royals got a bit of that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Holy moly. Just getting money for nothing. Don't yeah. worry about so it. So roughly that means that per episode it's $6.5 to $13 million. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones. Astronomical. Yeah. Just crazy. I mean it really is a viewing 
like delight in that way. And it's just, it's beautifully recreated. For example, the Queen's wedding dress for the first episode cost $35,000. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's normal. just one dress. Pounds I know. Pounds or dollars? Uh, dollars. Okay. Yeah. US dollars or Australian dollars? US dollars. Wow. I know. Crazy McCrazy. So, really, the television series um, is about the reign of Queen Elizabeth II, created and principally written by Peter Morgan and produced by Left Bank Pictures and Sony Pictures Television for Netflix. It grew out of Morgan's film The Queen in 2006. I remember that movie. And he staged the play The Audience in 2013. Um, The first season covers the period from Queen Elizabeth's marriage to Philip, Duke of Edinburgh in 1947, to the disintegration of her sister, Princess Margaret's engagement to group captain Peter Townsend in 1955, which is actually quite devastating. And also, it's great. The second season covers the period from the Sui, S-U-E-Z. Swayze. <laughs> Someone tweet in and tell me how to pronounce that crisis. You don't need to with Swayze. I've got it. Don't worry, everybody. All right. It's definitely Swayze. To the retirement of Prime Minister Harold Macmillan in 1963 and the birth of Prince Edward in 1964. So now we're on to the third season that's just been released. It's all been recast, Set in 1964. It? Yes, it's all been recast. So in those first two seasons, Claire Foy plays the Queen and apparently she was almost going to say no to the role because she didn't think it would be a good idea. And she smashed it out of the park. She won Best Actress in the lead role and Best Actor for John Lithgow, which was just amazing. And they've had lots of Screen Actor Guild Awards and all kinds of things. So it's really made her career, Claire Foy, and she plays it beautifully. I think the difficulty with this show and with the Queen as a character mm is that she never really – she didn't want to be the queen. She never yeah. wanted to be that and she's not a showman. Well, step down, dissolve the monarchy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you really get a sense of the duty and her, hus- her husband, her father wasn't supposed to be the no. king and his brother stepped down from being the king, which kind of put her family on a trajectory they were never meant Just to be Just watch the king's speech if people haven't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you kind of get this idea that really she'd be much happier stomping around looking after horses and living a quiet life. Mm. And instead she's kind of thrown into this duty-bound role. But she takes it very, very seriously and... It's just fascinating watching her and then Prince Philip and their relationship. That guy sucks, by the yeah. way. Like he, real life sucks. Prince Philip. Yes. Yeah, he does. Matt Smith, though, plays him and yeah. he, excellently as well. He he was a Doctor Who. He was a Matt. Doctor Who. Very sexy man and he's great in this. Um, Vanessa Kirby was is Princess Margaret and her character arc is wonderful and great too. She's she's kind of like the rebel of the royal family. And Whoa, I know, settle down. Gets in, smokes and drinks and gets involved. Whoa, in a lot of calm things. down, everybody. Yeah, um, that's not becoming of whatever the, we're talking in the, about. In the third season, she's played the Queen is played by one of my favourite characters, characters, actresses, Olivia Colman. I mean, she's a bit of a character. She's a real-life character. She's a bloody real-life character. It's so interesting watching her play the Queen because she can't – there's like – the Queen has – I shouldn't offend her, but like not a lot of personality really. I think she's she, she probably boring. shields a lot of it. Yeah, I think so too, but – Olivia has to – she is a very comedic actress mm. but she kind of plays this very, very straight. Yes. And, but she does a lot with her face to kind of convey um, meaning. Mm. Um, they don't portray her particularly well. This first and second season they do but I feel like in this third season her relationship with her son, Prince Charles, is really put under scrutiny. What about her other son, the pedophile? What's that like? Yeah, well, they haven't touched they – don't, you don't see him at really? all. Really? Yeah, I know. Interesting, right? I watched the entire interview with him. 
What's his name? Prince and- Andrew. Andrew. You said Andrew, Andrew you're Prince right. Prince Andrew. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other thing in itself. That's a man who's never Jen- been questioned his entire life. That, you thought he could actually, walk into that. I shouldn't say this, but I watched that before I started watching the third season of The Queen. I watched The, the entire The Crown. I watched the entire interview with Prince Andrew and- a, it made me really kind of sick to my stomach about the monarchy and the way that it works, and I never yeah. really thought that before. But B, it is kind of hilarious in its train crash. Oh, he's an absolute buffoon of a and man. And it's terribly sad. You know the thing that struck me the most about that interview, and you can watch it on YouTube, and I'll get Collins to put a link to it below, it's just so strange to watch someone who watch someone who has so much privilege and so little self-awareness. He just had to do nothing. His entire life, he just had to do nothing and he still fucked it up. Yeah. It's baffling to me. It's so crazy. But he says some of the most crazy things. Like he can't, he can't have been sleeping with a 17 year old girl that had been trafficked. Yeah, because he doesn't sweat. And he was at a pizza shop. It's just so strange. The whole interview is so strange. The thing that did actually break my heart was that nowhere in the interview does he even suggest remotely anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, any empathy for what the women had gone through, even if he wasn't involved. Yeah. Just the idea, like you just express remorse. You say, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that Jeffrey Epstein was doing and these like things to women. And like basic stuff. Like the, know? She's, I can't remember the interview. She was great. I don't, I don't have the name brilliant. in front of me. But the he, she's like, do you regret your, you know, your friendship with Jeffrey Epstein? And he doesn't even say, no, doesn't, he's not like, yeah, because he's a, he's a monster. He, he trafficked children. Mm. You know, he's like, oh, no, because, you know, I've got some good connections and whatever. You're a prince. You don't need that. What is wrong with you? Like, think. Yeah. I, I just think his, his entire life he's just had people around him kind of laughing and kind of going along and then he thought that's why he thought he could walk into this and he was smart enough to kind of, to kind of dance his way out of it and he just fell on his face. Yeah. What an absolute dummy and he should be yeah. in jail. Or at least look into it more than none. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. It was Emily Matlas was the journalist right. for Newsnight, which mm. is a really well thought of current affair program. Yes. In, um, screening on the BBC. Probably. <laughs> well, it is. It's very highly regarded. I and you. she does an excellent job in interviewing him in Buckingham Palace, by the way. Anyway, so watching him and then going in to watch The Crown, it just makes you feel sick at the kind of privilege that they're living in, particularly yeah. when you think about the inequity that exists in the world. Whoa, it's massive. Wouldn't you, and I know people don't want to give up stuff, but wouldn't you look around and think maybe I could kind of portion some of this off somewhere to someone? I mean, you've just, your ancestors had the most land and they killed the most people to get the most land. Yeah, that's, a, that's it. I know. Look, You're not special. It's not from God. You're just I know, a person. But when you, I think that's what's so interesting when you watch The Crown is that it really does go into the psyche of um, the royal family and they're kind of bound as well in the system because it is a system. It's tradition. It's culture. It's embedded in their constitution, embedded in their parliamentary practices. So, and I know it's more like ornamental now than it's ever been and before. Yeah, and there is something to be said for duty and honour and stability, all of those sorts of things. And and I do think you really get a sense that the characters, or not the characters because they're real people, are grappling with that as well and their role. And it does kind of – I initially was like, well, this is all superfluous, how ridiculous – 
But the more and more you examine it, it is more complex than that, I think. Mm. I think any kind of leadership of a country and democracy is more complex than we think. You know, there are moments in this where you see her just, she is the one consistent person in their entire government, right? And she sees, you know, grey-haired prime minister after grey, all blokes, Mm. by the way, grey-haired prime minister. Yeah, I know, but haven't got to her yet, just rolling through, right? And it and there are moments where the prime minister really is not doing very well, and the country is kind of falling over. There are moments where there's almost a coup at one point, and all kinds of things. But she is this kind of like impartial, staid figure, and there is something comforting, I think, for a lot of people. But I think that's the problem, though, because I, it's a fantasy. It's not real. It's you. You. You can. There can't be one person who holds everything up. It's ridiculous. No, but she doesn't actually hold everything up. But she's. She, I think there is no, something I to know. be said for someone who is impartial. Like she doesn't actually control the government. She no, doesn't, I understand that. But she does have powers to step in. I don't look. I don't know. I don't think any system of government is perfect. However, I do think that democracy is the best one we have. And and look, it, and it their could British use some democracy. Work. Yeah, I know. But their British democracy, for all its faults, I think is still one of you know, the stalwarts of democracy globally, right? Yeah. And and for all its faults, and there are so many, it is It's just a really ex- – I'm not saying I'm for or against anything. I just think that The Crown itself as a TV show is yep. a really good examination of that. I could uh, – fair yeah. enough. I also think really interestingly they play – they um, Prince Charles is intro- introduced as a character played by Josh O'Connor and Diana doesn't come into it till season four, but they introduce Josh as the Prince of Wales, and it's the the one of my the, I think my favorite episode is when Josh's character, so Prince Charles, is inaugurated or whatever the word is as Prince of Wales, and he has to go to Wales and learn to speak Welsh so he right. can do his maiden speech in Welsh. And what he learns there, and the kind of insight you get into his character, is really really interesting. And he kind of steps out of line of protocol to learn more about the Welsh culture. And he kind of goes in there flippantly, not wanting to be there, and comes out as a much deeper person. And it's just it's just really interesting. Mm. Anyway, that's enough of that. What's your next one, Sunny Bar? My next one is a movie I uh, I really enjoyed. It's called Ready or Not. It was directed by Matt Bettelini. Said that wrong. Uh, Ulf. Alpen and Tyler Gillett. We're doing really well with oh, the we're names. Crushing it. Not doing well. <laughs> we are not doing well, James. We're doing with very these well. Words. It's bad. Uh, it stars Samara Weaving, who you might know as Hugo Weaving's niece. Didn't, but that's awesome. She is. It also. I adds, bet she's great in her own right. She is. I, know, I, just, I thought you know. I was trying to bait you, all right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can tell you're going all gleeful. Adam uh, and Adam Brody, who you might know from the OC. Uh, and Andy McDowell, who you'd know from probably Four Weddings and a Funeral. Anyways, ah, yes. she marries into this family, this really rich dynasty, uh, where it's where they have this fortune in in games, like parlor games, board games, card games, things like that, right? And they live in this ridiculous mansion. And the idea is that everybody who marries into this family has to draw a card from this deck and then has to play this particular game, whatever. The, it could be checkers. It could be whatever. But the card that she pulls, which doesn't happen very often, is uh, is for hide and seek, which essentially means that everybody in the she has to hide in the mansion while everybody in the family, including what's including her husband, or he's supposed to, is then trying to kill her because 
an ancestors of theirs made a pact, well, they think with the devil, and if they don't complete this ritual every time somebody comes new into the family, then something they'll all die, right? Oh, God. So that's the idea. So it sounds ridiculous, obviously. It sounds ridiculous. Also, I'm never watching this. No, but the thing is, though, it's quite good. And quite like darkly funny, and she's great. And it's and look, it is gory, but it's not like insane. You know, is that what you were watching when yeah. I came in, and I you like, were like, "Leave, don't, don't come, don't come in. in, do not watch this." Yeah, <laughs> but it's really over the top, and also it's it's really well made. It's it's only uh, it was only for six million, but it made like something like fifty seven million, which is the model of filmmaking which I really like because you can turn a profit obviously quite well by and 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 also make something with a very reasonable budget, and the the ending. Is just it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous movie, and I I really enjoyed it. It's a great kind of revenge. Because you don't normally like kind of, horror. No, I, I like good horror, and it's not so much. It's probably more suspense than horror. But oh, there's like definitely jump horror. scares. Yeah, no, there's not. There's no jump scares. I can't do handle jump scares. No, I jump, jump so scares. much. You know, when you go to the movies and you sit next to me and then you laugh at me because I do jump scares. I, remember, I think jumping. the last mo- uh, scary movie you saw was Alien Covenant, which is <laughs> yeah, a terrible. You made me. I didn't make that. you. I didn't make you. I said, I'm really going to see this. Scary. And you were like, all right. But we both hated that movie. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> so dumb and it's a bad. Dumb movie. It was bad. I yeah. like the first Alien. I love Sigourney Weaver. She's great. Ooh, she's great. Yeah, Alien and Aliens. And even yeah. some of Alien 3. But anyway, <laughs> ready or not, it's still in cinemas. Uh, go and see it. It's all right. Good. Yeah. Okay. I won't see it. However, I think other people should. I won't stop you. Live your life. That's right. All right. Is it my turn again? It's your turn. Yes, you haven't yes, got much yes, time, Claire. Yeah, I know. I'm keeping track better, of it. You better hurry Don't up. Don't be looking at me. Oh, I know. my goodness. I know. I know. I know. I know you know. <laughs> I'm stuck. I get so excited. Okay. So, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Is I know it? that you are the Grinch of Christmas. However, again, it's just the Grinch. every week now until Christmas, I'm going to be recommending a christmas same thing. And you can suck your Oh, I'm going to suck something. What, suck what? balls. Suck. Oh, that's you saved it. Don't worry. You really pulled back there at the end. Well done. Pretty kids listening. <laughs> so sorry. You really are like I just get so excited. I got carried away. I started with all the swears. Anyway, I am recommending today Simply Nigella's Christmas special. Now, it's an old one from a few years ago. Nigella Lawson hosts it. Obviously, it's Simply Nigella. She's amazing. I love Nigella Lawson. Her recipes are always spot on and not only are they spot on, they're also really enjoyable to cook, which I think is important. She makes things pretty easy and when you actually follow her recipe, very enjoyable. The chocolate pours, you can stir it around. I love it. If you, like me, would like to get into the Christmas spirit and are starting to think about what you might make for Christmas lunch. Not. Yeah, I know you are because you don't do bloody anything at Christmas time. You just complain. Well, we're not doing Christmas this year. And then eat the delicious Unlike food. last year when we did two Christmases, <laughs> yeah, one after the other, the best, both at mate. our house. It, it was so good. It was insane. And I loved every minute, most of it, until I lost my mind a little bit. But still, this particular Christmas special you can find at the BBC website or also on YouTube. And she recommends a whole lot of brilliant recipes for a really easy Christmas lunch that is stress-free. So slow-cooked black treacle ham. My God, this is so good. I've made it before. Basically, you just pour black treacle over ham and then you wrap it up in foil really tightly so it doesn't shrink and then you put it in the oven for a long time. I'm a real fan. I've slow-cooked meat. Turn off now if you don't like cooking, but I love it. So 
suck balls out there if you're not into it. It's I don't happening. know why I keep saying that. You don't have to that. suck balls, anybody. Really sorry. No, you don't. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so you put on your slow-cooked like ham in the oven and then you make your sweet and sour slaw, which is also delicious, lots of like fresh cabbage and a slightly Asian feel to it with some chilies and also some rice wine vinegar. It's a sheer delight, mm. very crunchy, crisp, a little bit sweet and spicy. Yum. And then she also has a potato and pepper bake. And pepper, for anyone in Australia, is like capsicum. So it's like red capsicum. Yes. All cut up and nice and crispy in the oven, olive oil, salt and pepper, all the delicious things. And so that's all really simple. I think my personal favourite meal is a ham or a pork, a slaw, and some kind of potato-y thing. That, to me, is a dream on a plate. Delicious. Um, Scott over at NerdSync, I'm a big fan of. He's a good dude as well, real-life good dude. Uh, he said this thing on Twitter the other day. He said ham is the worst meat, even if you think you like it. It's not good. Well, he's a fool. No, he's a thing, He though. is a goddamn fool. I thought about it, and I'm like, I like ham, but then I thought about – Christmas ham. I, I don't there think – There is nothing better than a Christmas ham. I don't ham. think there is another meat that I like less than ham. Oh, yeah, but that's – you like pork. <laughs> pork is like – I do like pork. Version. And I know – I'm sure there are lots of vegetarians and vegans and I do really care about the planet and I know it's not very good planet. I do, but it's so delicious. Just let me have my ham. You're such a killjoy. You hate everything <laughs> to do with Christmas. Why? Why do you just come and like just gloom all over my Christmas cheer? Let me have a Christmas special. With Nigella. How about this? Next when week. I like, need to be cheered up, sometimes I just go and watch Nigella's Christmas special. Next week. She has fairy lights while ne- she cooks. Next week I will, rec- I will recommend a Christmas something, all right? Will you? Yes. Yeah, you'll probably recommend shitting in a pudding <laughs> container and putting it in the oven and then serving it up for Christmas lunch. You don't Here need you to- go, everybody. You know That's I- what I think about Christmas. <laughs> you don't need to put your sh- <laughs> shit pudding doesn't need to be baked. You know that more than anybody. So, I don't know what's going to me again this week. I you did a line of cocaine <laughs> as long as this table. No, I ate some fruitcake before. Oh. <laughs> That's what's happened. Fruitcake. It's not even Christmas. <laughs> I know, but I bought some because you know how much I love Christmas. I've started early. Also, fruitcake. put up our Christmas fruit tree. Fruitcake is the ham of cakes. <laughs> oh, no, I know, but I really felt like it. We're getting off topic and we're running out of time. I just want to quickly talk about the desserts and then I'm done. So cider and five spice bunt cake. My God, this cake. If you don't have a bunt tin, you just put it in a regular tin. No one will know. But it is like gingerbread. But, but you'll know. The deliciousness of gingerbread. Who doesn't love gingerbread? Right. But it's the lightness of a cake and you serve it with a smoky salted caramel sauce. Mm. Mate. Divine. And Christmassy all in one. Oh, so good. Well done. And then her buckwheat triple chocolate cookies are also so good and gluten-free. So amazing. Anyway, I'm done now. But that is my recommendation. If you want to get into the Christmas spirit, no. unlike old Christmas shitty pants over there, <laughs> uh, then I highly recommend going I to watch I like the day, special. but uh, everything else about Christmas can go into that volcano. <sighs> All right. I'm just sick of the commercialization of it. Oh, you know no, what I mean? not, you don't do anything for it anyway. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I love it. No, I, do, I do actually really like it. I agree. I don't actually yeah. like the commercialization. I don't particularly love like I'm all okay the with it. consumerism. I just love all the traditions and the lights and the ginger spice and the carols. I love a carol. We all love carol. We're done. Okay. So, look, if you want to rank, uh, rank the show, rate the show, you can. I don't know why you will, but you can. You can. Uh, just like Jace 
Onata. Mm. Onoata. Anyway, this review says emojis are a young man's game, which is the thing I think I said in an episode. It's given it five stars. Love the podcast. Who knows what emojis mean? Uh, they're subjective. That being said, the two hands up emoji means praise, I think. So there you go. We're learning things too. Do you have a suggestible from somebody writing in? I do. Correct. This is from Mario Barayo Jr. Cool name, mate. That it is, is cool travel journals, a wholesome idea. I love the show and I would love to suggestible something to anyone out there with a long distance friendship. Mm. Buy two journals. Give one to your best mate and keep the other one for yourself. And keep journaling in it and fill it with stickers, stamps and photos and drawings and whatever else you want. Then the next time you see your friend, trade journals. I do this with my friend who lives on the other side of the country. And we just traded journals about a month ago. I won't see her for another few years. The idea is to trade journals every time we meet up. That way we're committed to seeing each other at some point and not to let our friendship die or fizzle out. I don't see her much, but because of the journal, it feels like she's right there. That's a really good idea. That's a really sweet idea, Mario. Good on you, mate. And thanks for listening to the show. All right. Thank you so much. This has been Suggestible. You can follow us on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, on the Facebooks, at SuggestiblePod. Thank you to Raw Collings, as always, for editing this show and editing our ramble. I can't believe he has to do this. Particularly editing out James's gloominess. You can't. I've put gloominess all peppered throughout this episode. Do you know what? When you die, I'm not going to put James Clement on your tombstone. I'm just going to say Mr. Gloomy. Yeah. He lies Mr. Gloomy, Grinch of Christmas. Also, everybody, just so you know, when I die, it's not an accident and that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. So we've all got things going on when I die. (laughs) Let's just say that maybe somebody took me out. Are you insinuating that I'm going to murder you? I'm not you? insinuating anything. You're insinuating I'm going to murder you. Anyways, guys, we've got and to... you would be correct. <laughs> we've got to get out of here. Suck your own balls, everybody. <laughs> no. Goodbye. We wish you a Merry Christmas. It's, it's like a month out. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.